People like games. Present. The at some point in the day show with Solo. Here, what is up, folks? And welcome back for another evening of late night gaming talk. It is Tuesday, January 28th. And today we are going to be talking a little bit about Nintendo's mobile revenue, which just reached a billy uh, thus far already, and how it's heavily skewed uh, towards one game. But before we do that, let's get into these plugs right quick. The socials, actually pause. I figure it is about time to bring this back. So let's get into these plugs right quick the socials twitter insta youtube etc the handle is at people like games the website plg.gg you can find men's and women's apparel event info which february 28th a new year social is going to be announced tomorrow that'll be wednesday because this episode is being recorded and drop same day because that's how we roll uh, i might as well start just doing this shit live if you agree hit me up on any of the inboxes uh and be like not a bad idea because i'm doing it live more or less might as well just record it live and let me know which platform to use but anyway now that we have that out of the way let us get into showtime and if you are new what we do is touch on a few topics to note that are sort of just worth the talking about, knowing, currenting, water cooler talking, sound more knowledgeable to the people to whom this info could be valuable for in a conversation. I don't know. I just like to talk about stuff. And what better venue than this, where you are probably trapped in some form of transportation and have just my voice or the same songs that you sort of want to listen to, hence being here. Or you just discovered me, which, welcome, this is the shit, and this is how the shit goes. And now let's roll. Starting off with Ninja, who was reportedly paid between 20 and $30 million for a move to Mixer. So that sort of makes sense. However, that number isn't front-loaded. That exclusivity deal is actually spanning several years. However, there is not a number on it. This was according to the CEO, Justin Warden, and it just sort of touches on how much a top streamer is worth. You would figure 30 mil is probably within the range of three to five years. However, I still don't think because he went from what, 14 million viewers on Twitch to about three on Mixer, probably more valuable ones, but overall his brand has not reached the level it did with Fortnite since, and he'll probably be back once Halo is back out. And hence the marriage to Mixer, which is owned by Drumroll. <clears throat> bah, bah, bah. I probably should have a sound cue for that shit, but I don't, so Microsoft. Anyway, on to our next little note of topic. Ha. Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2 have sold a combined 150 million units, but the funny part is Grand Theft Auto V it makes up about 120 plus mil of those, which shows that Red Dead 2 has sold about 27 mil overall, 25, 26 mil. I'm not exactly sure how that comes compares to the previous one and I can't help but feel it looks a little lost next to the Grand Theft Auto 5 sales but 
it's difficult because Grand Theft Auto V is the most profitable piece of entertainment, just entertainment product in history, literally, with six billion and rolling. And Red Dead Two was an amazing. I still haven't finished it. I guess I should go back and finish it. Um, and it was just an incredible game that was sort of like it's one off. It does have an online thing, but I think GTA Five sort of like a, a one off thing. I don't think you can aim to replicate that with the game as specific of an experience as Red Dead 2 offered. But anyway, next up, we have the Esports Integrity Commission has introduced an initiative that will see the, I guess, commission introduce regulations as to who can be talent and player agents. The goal is to start pulling into, putting into place um, the requirements, the licensing, the official, the official, uh, now as the industry formalizes itself these sort of operations are required to be able to handle industries that scale out and so same thing with sports and you know each the larger sports uh agents have uh ethics and legal requirements etc as well as the fact that now gaming will have the same so more or less the existing agencies are the ones that will be involved Uh, So basically shows if you are early in, you get to set the rules and hopefully those are good rules and um, don't aim to sort of freeze out new people the way NBA's recent changes to their agent seed requirements, which was needing to go to a four year college, which was intended to freeze out Rich Paul, who is the friend and agent of LeBron James, who is also the front end agent of Anthony Davis. And so that whole saga led to that. So knowing the end of some of the agencies involved and individuals who are part of them, I have optimism. So we'll see what that turns out into. But regardless, now to finish up this portion, something I mentioned I would talk about yesterday, today, the ESL Pro League announces its format for season 11. It is going to include 24 teams. All the usual suspects um, are here. There's nothing really worth naming if you're not familiar with the league. There's way too many names for me to name 24 teams, but Bayes, 100 Thieves, Fnatic, uh, Liquid, Team Liquid, etc. And so all those are involved. And it is going to be taking place over four weeks with all those competitions being played in studio. And then there will be a final six team or the final six teams left will then move out to an arena location for a three day live event with the grand finals obviously being BO5, BO standing for best of. And so that is definitely a good concept. The league is divided into four groups of six teams and they all play in BO3 round robin competitions. Overall, this just more to even the exact structure of the competition itself, but for how to manage a season or a league, this is a beautiful example of how Counter-Strike is so far ahead of the Overwatch League and the Call of Duty League, which is four weeks. Obviously, it should be in one location in studio, have it scheduled in a tight timeline where it could build up its pressure and its momentum and its sort of pulse and then you finish it off with a big event and boom you got your money like that's a profitable event i am very curious to see how much they are able to make with this model and i'm sure this is their just sort of continual format moving forward and they just rotate it city to city which is a beautiful idea so 
Shout out ESL Pro League. I'm going to get someone from their show, from their team onto this show to talk about them. I'm not the most familiar with the teams and the players, etc. So I'm not going to act like a pro on commentating of the quality of the game, but business mechanics are something I will gab with whomever wants to throw down a gauntlet because we got the sauce here. We are the people who like games. It's a good old folks. Anyway, now let's get to our final focus story topic. I need a better branding for that. But regardless, we were going to be talking about Nintendo Mobile. And specifically, Nintendo Mobile sur- surpassing $1 billion in overall lifetime revenue from global player spending on the App Store and on Google Play. And so this is <clears throat> including six games, which is Nintendo's um, mobile catalog. Uh, and has amassed about 450 million downloads. This is all according to uh, Sensor Tower Data Analysis. They're a research uh, and marketing firm and very trusted in the gaming industry. And so uh, 61% of that total of a billion, about 650 mil, went or came from rather Fire Emblem's Heroes. That was something we knew it has been the game that has been continually bringing in money on a uh, they were the first to pass 300 million only to pass 300 million funny enough <laughs> for nintendo uh with the next two being animal crossing pocket camp and dragalia lost uh those make up for about 20 percent combined a little bit more then number four is where i sort of wanted to focus uh <clears throat> majority of my talk which was mario kart tour which only has made 86 million since it was released in november if not earlier no it was released in july it was released in july if i'm not mistaken i forgot when it was released i'm gonna find out um and we have super mario run which is 70 at 76 mil so <clears throat> funny enough Super Mario Run, which was considered pretty much an abject failure by the standards of revenue generation, is literally $10 million under Mario Kart Tour, which is within the framework of a billion dollars, borderline inconsequential. And so at the bottom completely is Dr. Mario World, which always made me wonder why the fuck they had him as a character in Smash anyway. You can only go so niche when appealing to people, which was just less than 1%. But I think a major thing to highlight here is the failure of Mario Kart Tour. So the difference in the evolution of the model was that when Super Mario Run first came out, which was the initial foray of Nintendo's official gaming foray into mobile, was Super Mario Run, and you could either play a certain amount or you just pay flat $10 and you own the game. There was no in-game spending, no anything. It was just full game $10 or play up to this amount. And that was to sort of combat the idea of the free-to-play model, which is just sort of in-game spending to make up for the fact that you don't have to pay for the game up front and 
People said no. And so lo and behold, free to play became the model, which is what they implemented in Fire Emblem Heroes, which is one of the better sort of offerings overall that they have on mobile as well, uh, with the other two sort of being driven by slightly, you know, different experiments with uh, revenue models in terms of what they're charging, etc. But I'm going to just stick with now that all the statistics have been broken down to Mario Kart Tour because coming out, I felt that game had the ability to very much bring mobile gaming to the West. And that was a completely god-awful prediction because they rolled it out as poorly as possible. Uh, They basically rolled out a, a beta version. It didn't have multiplayer. It didn't have friend integration the only way to be able to even find a friend wasn't even through email or text or and no you had to create a nintendo account and then i'm stuck friending other people's nintendo accounts on my mobile phone which limits the player pool because the mobile gaming market is supposed to be capturing the casual player which is what i thought nintendo understood when they were going to release the game because mario kart tour is such a perfect idea and lo and behold, they just didn't execute it well. And now <clears throat> playing catch up in the gaming market is really difficult. Ask No Man's Sky, ask Harry Potter Wizards Unite, which is actually going to be the focus of our our um, first YouTube video. Because how can you have Harry Potter mobile IP be the company that made Pokemon Go? Because we talked about how Pokemon Go made a billion last year. Well, we're going to talk about how much Harry Potter Go made, or Harry, which is what we'll just call it for then. Uh, and so, or Harry Potter No Go. And so now looking at the same way Mario Kart Tour has, why would you burn such great IP on that? And so now the idea which I thought they were going to release the game with, which was casual sort of play against friends on the fly the way those in-text iOS mobile games are and it just didn't come to fruition in any manner other than a sort of poorly made and repetitive and now let's get to the most important part thoroughly stupid fucking business model oriented and so the game is limited because you can only get characters through beating the tracks and then either get given, which I think they give you like one, you get cars, gliders, or characters. And so the only way to unlock them isn't even to get a loot box. You have to pull, you have to use rubies. And the only way to get rubies is to buy them. And so one pull of trying to get a character costs five rubies they sell three rubies for five dollars so you're you're paying you're paying more or less six seven dollars every time you want a chance at a chance at a character and that is not to mention which the five dollar gold pro membership which if you do pay for it you're able to then get access to a little bit more additional content gems money characters etc but that's five dollars a month that's more expensive than what nintendo online cost and it doesn't come with anything and it is this closed bottled game and i'm just like do you do you, like i don't even know where to continue with this because no at no point i'm like what the fuck where is this going what is the point of this what is 
who is making the decision on how Mario Kart 4 was released. And now I was very curious about how it would be reflected in the numbers because it had a slow begin or had a fast download beginning. But look at the cost. Look at how much it's spending. Um, it is just not going to be in a space to work. And I hope Nintendo has learned a lesson. They're going to be able to boost these numbers, obviously, uh, for their mobile because they just announced Pokemon Home, which is a new service to be able to store and move and trade every generation of Pokemon. And so that adds to that. It'll it'll pad the bottom line. But as to creating a game that is worthwhile, they're still in the market for it. They're still looking... I, they have the IP for it. I don't know which game it'll end up being, but they, if they don't believe they can, they should at least partner with the studio that they believe can help implement the vision if they can't do it themselves and focus on building a mobile or rather Nintendo Switch console games. And so that's how I feel. And if you really want a shortcut to buy yourself time, just create a streaming service that ports all of the Pokemon games that you're putting on Pokemon Home to handle Pokemon just on first four or five version, like up to Platinum or what is it, Crystal, up to Pokemon Crystal. And then boom, right up to there, subscription. So I pay five bucks a month for that. I'd pay up to $10 a month for the access to play that for like two, three months until I got bored of it and it became too expensive. But $5 a month for that, worth it. $5 a month for Mario Kart Tour, no. Let the numbers show, bad idea. Anyway. We ain't got else to say. We chilling. We maxing. That was a longer episode. I guess we're just running longer and longer from now on. And I hope you're sticking with it. I hope you like it. I don't know if you do, but I do. I'm enjoying it. And I said I would be experimenting. So hope you're enjoying it too. And we shall be in touch tomorrow when we are back with another episode. Until then, Mamba Mentality. Let's get it. Bean!